All right, welcome to week 14 of the Relentless Podcast. I'm Seth Wistoff, and I'm here with uh, Mike Fraunfelter, and uh, we are from the town of Powers Lake. Uh, we're both coaches for the Ray Powers Lake Outlaws football team, and uh, this is the 14th week uh, that we've sat down uh, to visit about our passions, and our passions are um, our faith, uh, our family, and our and football, and uh, we try to tie all those in together, and uh, we thank you for tuning in, and if you like what you hear, uh, we encourage you to share it, to pass it along um, to others, to have the opportunity for them to hear um, what God's put on our hearts. Uh, today, uh, we're going to dive into another word. The last three weeks, we've talked about um, some... Uh, we, we've talked about the... Um, the template that we've set up for our team and and building culture and and what that looked like um, this week we're gonna we're gonna dive back in and we're gonna look at the word sacrifice and sacrifice is a term that gets thrown around a lot and what we really want to do today is bring clarity to it and to um, to make sure that uh, if we're gonna be living a life of sacrifice we want to get an accurate picture of what that is um, not something that we just kind of conjure up on our own. Um, so we've defined uh, sacrifice as giving up something with the bigger picture in mind. And it's not something uh, that we take lightly. I think sacrifice is a really heavy word. And uh, sometimes it gets used in maybe some circumstances where it doesn't necessarily fit. But when we get players, when you have teammates, when you have um, co-workers, when you have a family that lives a life of sacrifice... Um, then I think some really special things can happen and, and some deep bonds can be made uh, through those times. Yeah, when I think about this topic of sacrifice, I think about a guy I grew up with. His name was uh, David McGee. When I met David, I was a seventh grader. And we come to football practice. First fall football practice is the first time I'm laying eyes on David McGee. David McGee was uh, five foot ten, probably 210 pounds, and he was far bigger than anybody on the team and we were all petrified of him uh, the offense was built around him he was our left tackle and every time that we run the ball we were running behind Dave because he was really good big strong physical kid but as the years went on we all grew and Dave stayed the same size and uh, and that came at a cost for Dave because at one point the team was built all around him and by the time we were 11th and 12th graders, uh, Dave didn't see the field very often. But the one thing that always struck me about Dave was that his passion for his teammates and his passion for the game never changed. He was the hardest working guy on the team. Uh, he was always the first guy in the front of every drill. He always gave every bit of effort that he could. Uh, in the weight room, he was uh, constantly working, constantly encouraging. And on Friday night, he was our biggest supporter, even though uh, maybe uh, the starters would play 100 snaps and he might play 10. Um, he still saw his, his uh, self as one who had value to the team and that he was encouraging us all the way along. And uh, Dave McGee is one that I talk to kids about now because of his great example of sacrifice. Dave lived out this idea of giving up something so that we could gain something bigger. Yeah, and that that's not the common 
piece. There's not uh, very many people in sports today throughout all levels that, that want to be um, want to take a back seat uh, themselves uh, in order to raise other people up. Uh, so looking at the the scripture today, uh, we're gonna we're gonna have three different instances of of sacrifice uh, in the scriptures and and looking at it from three different uh, points of view. So the first one um, we want to kind of clarify the difference between sacrifice and giving, because uh, giving in itself is not a bad thing at all. Uh, but when we throw in this idea of sacrifice with that too, uh, it looks a little bit different. So uh, we're gonna turn to uh, Luke. 21, and we're going to be reading uh, just verses 1 through 4 of Luke 21. And this is a story um, where Jesus is uh, is at the temple. He's watching people uh, give of their tithes and offerings. So it says, As he looked up, Jesus saw the rich putting their gifts into the temple treasury. He also saw a poor widow put in two very small copper coins. I tell you the truth, he said, this poor widow has put in more than all the others. All these people gave their gifts out of their wealth, but she, out of her poverty, put in all she had to live on. So here we find this difference between giving and sacrifice. We get giving is something when we have a lot of something, we're going to give a portion of that to that. You know, that's what we that's what we give to the church. You know, we we give our 10% because God's given us so much, especially in this area. We've been blessed in, in a lot of different ways and we, we give back in that way but this woman here she's giving stuff that she doesn't have you know she's taking she, she's giving that hundred percent instead of that ten percent of what she has and that's where the sacrifice comes it's she's giving up the possibility of her being able to maybe even buy a meal for her for her family that week or being able to uh, provide clothing or or to pay for her place to stay she's giving up that in order for the bigger picture if she knows that god can take that that money that she's giving and bless it a hundred times when i hear jesus words here i think and think of this idea of sacrifice sacrifice comes with this idea of stretching us pulling us beyond where we're comfortable and and um uh, we're in a situation today with the with the COVID nineteen and, and and it's turned everybody's world upside down, and uh, I've heard it said repeatedly over the last couple of weeks. Uh, no generation has ever faced anything like that. Yes and no. No no generation has ever been quarantined, but my grandfather's generation, the greatest generation, they sacrificed a lot. Uh, you think about that generation, they went off to war, uh, they fought against um, the Nazis and overcame them, they fought against uh, communism and overcame that, they built the infrastructure of this, uh, this country, they developed the wealth that we, that we prosper from today, and that generation was known for their sacrifice. In fact, I just read the story of the the uh, one fellow in uh, North Dakota so far that's uh, succumbed to uh, COVID-19, 90-year-old um, Navy vet. And uh, uh, the article went on to say that uh, he was offered a ventilator but uh, declined it uh, so that others could use it. And I just thought to myself, wow, what a sacrifice. Uh, this, this sense of having a bigger picture, willing to stretch yourself for somebody else. And uh, uh, there's a lot of lessons in that for us as a... Uh, as a culture, because we've got so comfortable um, chasing after our own kingdoms, 
But uh, there are still those that are those shining examples to us to show us that there is actually something bigger to live for. You know, and I feel like our society just in general, um, when there's a problem, we, we just look right at where we're at and we try to solve that and we try to fix it. And, you know, if if something breaks down, we, we just we want to fix that instant right at that time. Um, but this idea of this bigger picture always being out there. Um, is something that a life of sacrifice is going to be part of because we don't always want to look down the road, but we want we want to be in that in that comfort zone uh, right now. We also, as we look at this idea of sacrifice, we believe that sacrifice exchanges comfort for a sense of purpose. And here's what we mean: comfort can't be the most important thing. And um, when you look at uh, television advertisements, it's all about that, uh, the creature comforts. And, and, and one way we are extremely blessed to be able to live at this time, I heard a guy say uh, this, just this past week, if you had a time machine and you could go to any time ever that has existed, you would be a fool not to go to the 21st century and not to go to the United States of America. So we are insanely blessed. But... With that in mind, there's a bigger purpose for our life than comfort. And we see that in Hebrews chapter 11. This is a, a, a summation of the, of the life of Moses. And I want to read this to you. It starts in verse 24. It says, By faith, Moses, uh, when he had grown up, he refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to be mistreated along with the people of God rather than enjoying the fleeting pleasures of sin. He regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ as greater value than the treasures of Egypt because he was looking ahead to his reward. Now, put yourself in Moses' shoes. Okay? For the first 40 years of his life, he knew nothing but luxury and pleasure. And then he found out who he was. That he wasn't a prince of Egypt, but he was a son of the living God. And to chase after that life meant to step out of comfort into suffering. But because he valued what God had for him, not just now, but into eternity as something more precious, he gave up what's comfortable and to pursue the purpose that God had for him, which was to lead his people to freedom. Now, think about that from the perspective of our lives. God has given us this ability to enjoy comfort. And I'm not saying that that's a bad thing, because we all do. We all do. But God has also given this life for a purpose. And he's called us to live on purpose. And I believe that that purpose is to make him known among the nations which is why we're doing what we're doing right now. But even beyond this, I mean, this is just a blip on the radar. Uh, if, if all we do is sit here in front of a camera and, and talk about Jesus and never live like it, I mean, what, what are we really doing? So when we think about this idea of sacrifice, it is to exchange comfort to pursue the purpose that God has uniquely given to us as individuals. And that's a unique perspective because... It, and it, it causes us to try to put things into perspective because if we don't have, if our ideals are not lined up, this idea of sacrifice looks totally different. Um, as, uh, you know, we as Christians, our purpose, you know, when we're going to exchange our comfort for our purpose, our purpose is to know him and to make him known. But if, if it's somebody outside of the church or if it's somebody who 
whose ideals don't align with yours, you know, this idea of sacrifice can be a difficult thing and could maybe even cause controversy uh, in between two people because what that bigger picture should look like is going to look very different. And so um, if you're watching this and you are a Christian, I think that's something that we need to keep in mind uh, visiting with people that are not, is our bigger picture looks a lot different. It looks a lot further into the future. You know, my big picture looks into eternity and, and we want to challenge those who are not Christians to start thinking about that as, does your big picture look into eternity? You know, are, are you willing to sacrifice the comforts of, you know, of, of the society that we live in and, and all of the, the positives and the good feelings that come with it for um, the purpose of, of knowing a creator, a God who created this entire world and, and understanding what he wants for us to go into the nations and make disciples of everyone. So uh, then the last, the last point where we looked at with this, with this idea of sacrifice was we said sacrifice exchanges obligation for love. And uh, the best scripture I think that uh, we could find that shares a picture of that was when Jesus was in the garden and uh, he's already had the last supper with the disciples. Um, they're out on the garden. He's praying. Um, it's it's an, maybe his most intense prayer session and he knows what's in front of him. Uh, he knows that he's going to have to be beaten and crushed and bruised and die uh, in order to be the ultimate sacrifice um, for us. And um, in verse 42 of Matthew 26, it says, He went away a second time and prayed, My father, if it is not possible, or if it is not possible for this cup to be taken away unless I drink it, may your will be done. And so we have a guy here who understands what's in front of him. Okay. But because he loves us so much, he allowed these things to happen. We were just talking beforehand. I, I picture that, uh, you know, if I myself was in that situation and I knew what was coming about how much temptation there would be to go grab the disciples and say, Hey, Judas is betraying me right now. I let's get out of here. I, I don't want to go through with this. And you know what? At this point in the scripture, Jesus could have done that. He had time. Judas wasn't there yet. And uh, they could have ran off. They were out in the wilderness uh, or outside of Jerusalem. And they were, uh, it was nighttime. They could have hid and they could have gotten away. But because Jesus loved us so much, not because he just knew that he was probably supposed to die on the cross, but it there had to be this switch where this love stepped in instead of just this idea of, I have to do this. Yeah, and I think that's an incredible thought to understand that the reason that Jesus went to the cross was a choice. He didn't have to do that. You know, if, if we were to work under the auspices of obligation, or if Jesus was, what we deserved was justice. And justice would have been him turning his back on us and walking as far away from the cross as possible. But he didn't give us justice. And then the next step would be mercy, not showing us what we, or not giving us what we deserve. He could have said to us, you know what, uh, you guys are broken, you guys are sinful, and I'm just going to look past it. I'm not going to hold you accountable to that. But God went even further. He gave us grace, his unmerited favor. He stepped in 
to our shoes. Uh, Seth said this this morning uh, when we were uh, doing our message this morning. He said um, that uh, Jesus stepped in and went to the cross in our place. Uh, that's God's unmerited favor. It's not one of us that deserved that. But the reason that he went wasn't because he had to. The reason he went is because he chose to, because he loves us. He had that type of affection for humanity. And not just humanity, us as individuals, that he chose to die rather than live eternity without us. And that is a profound thing. And that's, a like you said, the, the best picture of sacrifice that anyone could ever come up with. And um, when, we, when I think about this, this is in terms of how we live every day, I think, about our young people starting out um, in athletics when summer comes rolling around nobody really has to be there we can't force you to come but those guys who after four years uh, who do really great things every one of them um, one thing is true they they go to summer uh, workouts they put out for their teammates and they do it for that reason for their teammates because they love them and their hard work pays off for them individually, but it also blesses the other people that are around them. You know, and I think they're kind of always fighting with this with this idea of are we here out of obligation or are we here out of love? And and what the what happens is when they can jump into this stage of we're doing this out of love for the people around us, then great things can start to happen. And that's just not just on the on the field that's in families that's in um, business organizations when people start showing up for the people around them and not just because they feel like they have to but because they want to uh, then they can produce and they can uh, do things that they were never they would never have been able to do before and it's because of this idea of, of being able to sacrifice the good of yourself or, or something something small within you, you're, you're willing to look at the bigger picture and to see, man, what are we capable of together? And you can see it on a person's count, on their countenance, um, see it on their face, why they're there. You know, uh, Seth's been using the, this illustration of a soup kitchen. You know, there's two types of people that go to a soup kitchen. People who are there out of obligation, they go and they serve and they just get the work done and then they're out of there as quick as possible. And no one benefits from that. But then there are the people that are there because of love. Because they love God and they want to serve humanity. And they want to love on the people that are there that are going through a difficult time. And the experience of those two people are totally different. And because they're approaching it from two different paradigms. One wants comfort and one is willing to sacrifice. So with that in mind... As we move forward and as we close down today, we want to give you a couple of action steps uh, to move forward in uh, pursuing a life of sacrifice. And for us to do that, we must understand first and foremost that sacrifice is a lifestyle. It's not a hobby. And what we mean is this. It can't be something that we just pick up and put down. It's something that we are intentional about every single day. And it, it infects and affects everything that we do. Yeah, because if we're not doing it daily, uh, then it it quickly trickles into this idea of obligation. Uh, because this this love that we're gonna show for people, that's got to be something that's put on all the time. Uh, so when when you start picking and choosing when it is, uh, then the the love piece of it gets pulled out, and now 
it becomes drudgery. It's no longer sacrifice. It's, well, I think I should do this so that people will feel better. And, and that's, not, that's not what our goal needs to be. We also believe that sacrifice is inspired by a sense of devotion. Uh, devotion to God. Um, because we open up his word and we read it. We see how much he loves us and how he's called us to love other people. And he's given us these incredible opportunities to pour into other people through everything that we do, through the way that we uh, wake up in the morning and we love on our family, the way that we go about our work uh, day in and day out. Like, like especially times like this, Seth is going through... Um, a real predicament at school with uh, trying to reinvent education and, and doing it online when you're accustomed to doing it one way. And I'm sure there's tons of friction there uh, because everybody is now out of their comfort zone. But to keep everything together, one of his biggest jobs is uh, to display this uh, sense of devotion. He's, he's devoted to his, uh, his staff because he cares about them. But he cares about them because not just because they work for him, but because he loves Jesus. And he wants them to know um, the Lord Jesus Christ, but he also wants them to know that they're meaningful to him. You know, and this idea is very easily translated to education. When teachers show up into the classroom and they love the kids, you know, that doesn't mean that uh, little Johnny's not being a turd and little Susie's going <laughs> to talk bad about uh, Teresa, but... What it means is when those teachers truly love those kids, uh, then and they're going to be then they're going to be willing to sacrifice them. When they when that devotion is there, they're willing to give up of maybe some uh, extra time watching TV in the evenings to get things ready so that the next day uh, their lesson is just dynamite. Um, to to maybe put the uh, put the cell phone down when they're surfing Facebook and, and go watch those kids compete in something or, or perform in some way. And when those kids look up and they see that teacher there, they understand uh, that that teacher's there out of a devotion. Not because that teacher feels like they have to be there, but because they want to be there because they love the people around them. Uh, I was having a conversation with somebody uh, the other day and they just kind of in passing uh, mentioned uh, that they're like you know Seth we really appreciate you I, I can see that you love people and and then they went on to say that and when they said that I don't think I've ever received a compliment that meant as much to me as that because that is something that I value and that's something that I want to do all the time is to show that devotion to people that I really do care about you and uh, maybe we don't agree on this or agree on that but I care about you as a person and I want good things to happen to whoever I'm around. And finally, we believe our last step towards living a life marked by sacrifice is we have to be disciplined. And as we've defined discipline uh, a couple of times now, is a pursuit of the best version of ourself. So it's this process day after day, denying self, as the scripture says, taking up the cross that Jesus has given us, uh, and that cross looks different for each one of us. And a, a cross is a place where a sacrifice takes place and following the Lord Jesus Christ. So for me as a pastor, it looks very different than it does for Seth. But it doesn't mean that that uh, my calling is more important than his. That's, that's not true. Uh, God has uniquely placed each one of us, as the scripture says, in the, in the places that we live and even in the time that we live so that all could come to know uh, God and know that he is close to us, even though um, 
uh, oftentimes in life we forget that. So for us to live a or to live a disciplined life means that every single day we got to make a series of choices. Who is it that we want to honor? Do we want to make much of ourselves, or do we want to make much of Jesus? You know, and I think the this book right here. The Bible is the best picture of sacrifice uh, that we have. And uh, in, in John 3.16, probably the most quoted verse, you know, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. God gave up his son Jesus for the bigger picture of the salvation for Mike, for me, and for everybody that's out here that listens to this. That's the ultimate sacrifice. He, God gave something that was so precious to him, but bigger than even that was the opportunity for all of us to live with him. He knew Jesus was going to spend uh, the rest of eternity after he rose again with him. But that gave that, that opened that door for us to have the opportunity to spend eternity with him. And that's that gift of salvation that he's given to us and, um, in Romans 10, 9 and 10, it says that if we um, confess with our mouths that Jesus is Lord and believe in our hearts uh, that he was raised from the dead, that we will be saved. And so that's that promise that, uh, that keeps us going, that encourages us to sacrifice daily uh, for, for everybody around us so that they might know that truth and they might understand uh, that gift that God has given to us. So as we close today... I want to pass along to you uh, this one idea. Wherever you find yourself, I know the world has turned upside down. Um, know that you're loved. You're loved by us. The proof is that we show up every week and we want to bring you one message. That the God who loves us and redeemed us and saved us, even though neither one of us is worthy, we want you to know him. And um, there's no perfect person. That person doesn't exist. In fact, there's only been one perfect person. His name was Jesus, and we crucified him. Uh, but uh, uh, he went to that cross, and he shed his blood so that we could be forgiven. And what a sacrifice that is. And, uh, you know, I, I was asked this week, why is it that you guys spend so much time putting together these podcasts? That's very easy, because we love Jesus, and we love you. So with that, uh, we're going to uh, uh, let you go. Uh, if you like what you've heard, please pass this on. Uh, please share it on Facebook. Um, and uh, we'll be back uh, next week. Um, and uh, I'm not sure what we're going to talk about yet. but uh, It'll be a I'm, surprise for you guys. <laughs> I'm sure something will come up. So uh, we'll talk to you later.